Hello everyone, I'd like to welcome you to the second episode of Cook Talk, the official podcast of Penkwood Athletic Football Club. Just a few things before we get into today's podcast, we've got something special for you today. Um, I'd just like to thank everyone for the positive feedback to last week's podcast with Tony Begg. It um, really meant a lot to myself and Tony the, to see your positivity come out from that and hopefully you'll enjoy today's just as much. Um, just another bit is we're now also available on Apple Podcasts, not just on Spotify, um, we're also on Google Podcasts as well. We've managed to get that one sorted out this week. So if you want to drop us a subscription anywhere, drop us a rating, it'd be really appreciated and we hope you enjoy today. And on to today's podcast, I'm delighted to have a first fan podcast as I'm joined by season ticket holder Craig Sutherland. Craig, how are you? Hi Dougie, yeah I'm good, yeah it's uh, it's a, an honour and a pleasure uh, to, to be asked to to take part in your, your podcast, uh, I really enjoyed the, the first one, it's funny, it's great. So how are you finding all this with Covid and lockdown, are you still working? It's been okay for me actually, um, I'm, I'm actually kind of, sort of quite lucky, I, I left my job in Edinburgh late January and I've, I've been a home worker um throughout all of this actually so um it's funny because it, it's, it's been really hard for so many people um but for me personally uh very little's actually changed um I'm, I'm just getting on with my my day job as as i always have um just doing it at home so uh, I, I think i had i had a wee bit of a dose of the the, the virus sadly um felt a bit rough for a a week or two and um, but just locked myself away um, got better and yeah uh, families are all good as well uh, my wife and my little girl managed to avoid it and um, yeah we've just been following the rules taking care um, and not doing anything silly yourself? everyone good at the club hi everyone's good uh, probably chat with a few of them later and see what the, the lay of the land is but yeah. Hi, looking forward to that. Um, I mentioned you're a season ticket holder, um, but yeah. why just what Penny Group what brought you to the club in the first place? Uh, well, I'm Penny Group born and bred. It's good enough, isn't it? <laughs> no, uh, look, I remember growing up um, and, and going along to the, the odd game at, at Eastfield. And, uh, I, was, I was still pretty young, um, and like so many kids, we kind of, we often jumped the wall to get in and, uh, you know, in hindsight, I, I was probably part of the problem, uh, unaware <laughs> of what was actually just around the corner for the club. Um, uh, jumping forward to, to 2002, I, I'd, I'd heard that Cookie had come out of abeyance and um, and that started to interest me. Uh, me and my, my pal, Derek, uh, we were a bit fed up. Traveling up and down the country, following Aberdeen. Don't laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, we we headed along. Um, uh, Derek moved into Edinburgh and, and then actually down to London. But I was I was hooked by then, and I, I just kept going along. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't actually remember what my my first game was. Um, I know that me and Derek certainly missed the, the, the first bunch of games for sure, but yeah. um, 
I just, I, I just, I just remember there being a real buzz about the town, um, and with my mates uh, down the, the Crown, and it just felt really good. The, the, the town had its, its football club back, and um, there's so much disappears from the community these days, and um, we have to, to make sure that our football club isn't one of them again. Um, so I. I've worked, um, uh, I worked with a very young Johnny Harvey uh, and Chris Gordon. Um, I actually sat next to Chris in the, the IT department where we worked. Um, and when they signed, um, I also felt like I was, I was going along to, to support my mates, um, yeah. as well as the club and the town. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it's some roller coaster. Right, a supporting cookie, and uh, never a dull moment. But um, just you just wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and then and, and nowadays, um, most folk don't actually believe me, but my my interest in the, the professional game is is more of a, a passing interest. Um, yeah. To be honest, um, I, I much prefer the, the the blood and guts of of lower league football, and um, and and. Just thinking of, sort of one last point, um, uh, I actually got married, I remember this, I actually got married at the, at the North Kirk um, and it was, a, it was a home game that day back in 2003 and I'm racking my brains, I'm pretty sure from memory it was uh, Dunbarley we were playing, um, there was actually a few photos of me trying to kind of peek in through the, the, the bottom corner uh, while the, the official wedding photographs were getting taken. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that's... Um, that's, that's pretty much why I support uh, the club, you know, it's, it's my hometown and um, just, you know, just over the years you, you, get, you get drawn in and I just love being, just love being a, a part of the, the, the Pennycook uh, athletic community. It feels like my family, you know, it's, it's great being part of it. Yeah, and you mentioned the being a roller coaster supporting the cookie. I think that sums up this season in a nutshell almost. Um, what were yeah. your thoughts on the season just passed? Yeah, I mean, there, there was there, there's so much to enjoy about the, the season, but equally there was um, some frustrating moments as well. Um, uh, just a normal season, then. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that that season was anything but normal uh, for for so many reasons. But what we did get was a season to remember uh, that that Scottish Cup run. They will live long in the memory. Um, I, I remember um, heading to the park. This whole game, it was, uh, it was my turn to drive after uh, Colin Dixon drove us all through to, to Broadwood. Um, yeah. And uh, that, that was someday out as well. Um, and I, I remember we'd uh, we just got off the motorway and we were, we were stuck in that, uh, that detour, remember that detour? <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, my, my brand new car, um, I, I'd only had it a few weeks, I think, literally started to shut down before my very eyes. Uh, the sat nav went, the radio went off, the, there was warning lights coming on. Um, then when we got to the ground and, and parked up, I had uh, Stuart Cobley in the back, uh, frantically looking through YouTube for answers and um, got out of the car. Um, the, the, the boot had locked down, I, we couldn't get into the boot and it started raining and uh, the lads couldn't get the jackets out and, uh, <laughs> and then after all that, the, um, 
four main doors then wouldn't lock. So I thought I was going to have to sit in the car for the, the whole game and wait, wait and the guys come out at the end. And But we, we got it sussed. It was all good. Um, that would have been a complete nightmare if I didn't get in. Jumping back a bit to, to round two, uh, Stenhouse Muir at home, though, eh? um, that, nice. was, that was Sunday. Um, Cookie Park, uh, I, I can't remember ever seeing anything like it. Um, I'd, I'd love to see more days like that. I, I'm, I'm sure we will see more uh, days yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it must have been some buzz for the, 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 the players and the, the, the staff and the committee that day. And, you know, the, the crowd was electric. Um, so many fans crammed in, standing room only. Um, brilliant. Uh, you know, the, the lads, uh, they, the lads rose to the occasion, didn't they? Um, they, they were absolutely relentless for the, the whole 90 minutes. Uh, and this wasn't a case, I don't think, of, of Denny thinking that they could just turn up and, and you know, we steamrolled them um, and played them off the park for long spells of that game. But, um, you know, after the, after the Scottish Cup run and, you know, when the, when the form dipped, um, and the results started to go against us, it, it became apparent uh, to, to me pretty early on that the league wasn't going to be ours this time. Um, I never wanted to say it out loud. Um, as, uh, but I felt it's always going to be a bit too much to turn around. Um, you know, what with, with Bonas and, and even Hillebeef, uh, they, they were showing no signs of, uh, of letting up. And, um, and, and even with the, the games that we had in hand, um, what was it, 13, 12, 13 games we had in hand, um, still relying on I think too many other factors and um, so where were we placed um, it was eighth we finished eighth, eighth yeah eighth we were placed and do you know that that's probably fair um, if I'm honest mid-table um, but a, a bit of a an up and down season some magic magic moments um, and at least we're above and let's go no, it was so. Yeah, it was. It was a funny season. It's a shame um, that we weren't able to kind of, sort of see it out to the end. But looking forward to next season now, and uh, and the, the great memories of the, the season past there, they'll be with me forever. Brilliant. Yeah. And um, so, who would you see has been the sort of standout performer over the past year for us? Well, like I say. Um, it is a shame that we weren't as able to see the, the have the whole season and, and see the how the lads fared overall. But you know, um, Dawson's been solid throughout. Uh, very very little got past him. Um, Scotty Scott McCrory Irvin, um, he's had a lot of really really good games. Uh, I often don't think Scotty ever got the, the credit that he deserves, actually. Um, Tansy just works and works and works and works. Um, but for me, um, my, my player of the year this year was, uh, was Grinchy. Um, yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's been moved around the park a, a, a bit. And I, I, think, um, I, think, I think he was at, 
his best when when he was in midfield. I always just kind of, sort of loved the way that you know when he got the ball and he was he was pinging it sort of left oh, and right oh. to the, the guys up front, and um, it looked like he enjoyed that role uh, the most uh, to me. Um, and the, the guys deservedly won the goal of the season for that hit against uh, Cumbernauld as well. I mean, they, they just backed off and backed off and wallop, see you later, you know, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Um, and, you know, I, and, and I know, like many of the guys in the team, he, he suffered a bit uh, when, when they sort of went through the, the slump. Uh, but on the whole, his, his grit, um, his determination to, to win, it kind of shone through for me and you know I, I like that in a player so yeah Grinchy yeah so you also you mentioned the, the Stenhouse year match and I know you're going to pick it anyway but uh, what would you say has been your best match in your time following Penny Cook yeah there, there's, there's been a lot of good games um, actually I, I did enjoy a lot of the pre-season games as well when, you know when the Rangers guys came to town and Dundee United and, and so on. Um, I was initially going to say the, the Fife and Lothian's uh, Cup final win in 2016. Um, uh, just because you know we hadn't won our big cup in ages. It was it was against local rivals, Bonnie Rig, and you know we just couldn't beat them. And um, so we we went into that game probably. Rightly so, uh, as as underdogs, and um, you know, I, I can't even mind how our league form was going on then. But when it kind of, sort of really mattered on the night in, in that big cup final, and the boys were immense down in, in Musselburgh that night. So that does stick in my mind as well. But yeah, uh, the, the Stenhouse Muir uh, game by a country mile. Uh, just everything about the day. Um, I, I know we had the, the hiccup with the weather the week before, but you know, on the day, the, the, just doing doing tickets that you could hold to get in. And the setup was great. The hospitality, the, the massive crowd, the patter in the, the stand with the, my mates and the, the fans. And um, uh, I wasn't able to go straight out after the game. I actually had a, a birthday night out for a friend uh, in the head and. Um, but we, we came back up to the, the Crown uh, later on that night and joined the party and, yeah, brilliant. Um, what a day. Uh, and, you know, a, a lot of folk will talk about the, the Patrick Thistle game and, and rightfully so. Um, it, it was magic in its, its own right. But there was something just about Stennis Muir at home, our setup, our ground, our fans. The, the noise, I, I don't know what it must have been like for a, a player uh, that day, but the, the, the noise, um, my ears were ringing. It was just brilliant. Uh, that was a brilliant day. Um, and what we'll do is we'll get on to now the, sort of the main portion of why I asked you to come on. Um, yeah. Some supporters may remember that uh, Alec Bold actually set the challenge not that long after lockdown began of picking your best penny cook side since 2002. Mm. Uh, you were one of the first to reply, so I couldn't help myself. Yeah, uh, I, kinda, I like a wee challenge like that. <laughs> uh, so that's what that's why your name was first to the hat for the the fan pod. Um, so what we'll do is we'll just we'll run through the the starting eleven that you picked and yeah. get your thoughts on why you picked them. And so firstly, keeping hopefully a couple of clean sheets for us, uh, you've got in goals Billy Bold. 
Yeah, uh, one of the originals after reforming. Um, I think we, we signed them from St Mirren, was it? Um, yeah. That's right, yeah. Ten years at the club, uh, brilliant. Uh, Baldy was always a, a great uh, shot stopper and, and pretty decent, really, at organising his, his line. Um, you know, I, I did admire his uh, decision to, to move on and, and give it a go at a higher level, but I remember at the time thinking, God, um, who are we going to get in to replace them, you know? Right. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, the, you know, there's, there's been a lot, of, a lot of keepers come and gone, but yeah, one of the originals, Baldy, brilliant. And the first one in front of him um, at right back is Andy Forbes, one of the current crop. Yeah, hands down, one of the, the best right backs we've uh, we've had, and probably thinking of it, the probably the, the envy of a lot of clubs in the region. Um, you know, he, he defends so well. He, he loves to push up that, that right wing, and you know, he's 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 bagged a few pretty decent finishes too for a, a defender, isn't he? And, um, generally, you know, gets that eye on goal and it's, it's none of your, your rosette stuff uh, from Forbesy. Um, and Scottish junior internationalist as well, and deservedly so. Uh, and do you know, above all else, just really hard-working, modest guy. Um, I think he... He deserved his, his spot in my 11, absolutely. Forbes is great. And on the other side with him, where number three of his left foot is Ryan Bapte. Yeah, um, this is probably the, the position I, I found the hardest to pick, if I'm honest. Um, uh, and I, I've not just selected Ryan just because he's a, a current player. You know, all my choices are entirely subjective of course but I struggled I really struggled with picking a left back um, sorry if I've offended any former or current uh, QT left backs but uh, but Ryan for me kind of ticks all the boxes uh, for, for what a left back uh, should be um, left foot for one tick um, and much like Forbes on the right uh, I, I love seeing Ryan uh, driving down that left side. Um, he's got great feet, he's got a bit of pace so he can get back down from one of those, those runs up the line um, and you know, left footed players often look really skillful don't they, do you know what I mean? Um, and he's, he's got that, that ability to put in a, a great cross uh, into the box whether it's, it's from a corner or, or in play as well you know um, I, I just think he's, he's a, a good all round Left back, um, yeah, great. And then at centre half, we'll go with the first one where number four you've mentioned them already today is Daryl Young. Yeah, um, it, it feels like Daryl's been with us for years and years and years, uh, uh, and, and you know, trust me, that that's a good thing uh, because uh, Dawson gets better and better uh, every season. Um, there's, there's probably been more attempts to lure him away from Penny Coop than, than I'll ever know about, but he's, he's stuck with us, and I'm chuffed about that. Um, 
nothing ever seems to to phase Daryl at all. What whatever the game um, and, and whoever the, the opposition, um, he, he just gets on with with everything that's that's asked of him. Um, has he ever won uh, played of the year? He's won one of the awards. I can't remember oh, which version it was, but he has won one of them, yeah. Yeah, and deservedly so. Um, you know, he just gets better and better. Uh, and along with that continue, um, I, you know, I hope he's with us for next year and, um, and just, it keeps on improving his game uh, year on year. Um, what I find, uh, he's, he's been with us for Yonks and uh, yeah, great guy to have at the back, really dependable. Yeah, you mentioned what a friend he was. Um, is that why he picked his defensive partner as the man that signed them, Craig Miko? You know, Craig. Um, for me, Craig was was actually just what we needed uh, when he joined us. Um, uh, kind of being that pantomime type of character to some, uh, it's, it's easy to take a view on how um, how it ended uh, during his, his managerial spell, but. Yeah. Cast your mind back to, to when he first stepped into the, the, the heart of our uh, defence. You know, he was really a, a really really good defender. Um, we had holes everywhere um, at the time, and, and he started to organise things. Um, really dominant in the air, just got the job done. Um, uh, I, I just thought he, he was just a really really solid big defender that, that we needed at the time. Um, plus, I loved his catchphrase, time, time, time. Uh, whether the guys are in them at any time or not, you know. <laughs> Actually, um, I nearly got a t-shirt with that printed on it. I just love that catchphrase, brilliant. <laughs> I think he still says that at Whitehill now and again as well. Picked up on it a couple of times when we've been over. But, um, so, yeah, I, I think he, uh, um, he he's, he's often kind of sort of Overlooked um, Craig Mikko for the, the brilliant player that he actually was when he when he first came to us. So that's why yeah. I from eleven. Yeah. And we'll go on to probably what is the most sort of nailed on positioning. I think most fans' teams is number seven, right wing Ryan Gay. Ryan Gay, oh, I mean, easily one of the, the best attacking midfielders that we've ever had at the, the club. Uh, I think um, I think the fact that he just loved playing for us kind of reflected on the pitch uh, as as well. He actually scored um, my all-time favourite goal uh, too. That that free kick um, in a, a pre-season friendly against uh, Dundee United. Um, I was standing pretty much uh, right behind him when uh, when he belted it right into the, the top corner. And, it was someone else that um, actually won uh, a signed program of his uh, from his testimonial game as well. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the club uh, breakfasts at the, the minors, uh, easily starstruck. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you, you couldn't have a, a, a top 11 without Ryan Gay uh, being in it. Absolutely phenomenal footballer. And on the other flank from him, you could almost argue his partner in crime at the times was the uh, number of other Ross Montgomery. Monty, yeah. If everyone um, that, that loves football loves a, a left-footed winger coming up the line and you know, pinging that, that perfect ball into the box 
right under the strike of nut. Um, uh, Monty's kind of sort of that Mr. Pennycook uh, kind of character, isn't he? He's, he's been around forever. He's gone, he's come back, he's gone, he's come back, he's coached. Um, he's very much a, a what do you call it, a, very much a, a one-man club. Um, and, you know, Monty was through, he, he was with us through all the, the key sort of milestones since we returned as a, a club, you know, working through all the divisions and getting into the Super League and the cup wins and that. Yeah, again, you couldn't have the, the top 11 without uh, Ross, Ross Montgomery being in it. Yeah, and I know the move on now to the sort of area of the park that I think also gave you a wee bit of trouble, which is a... Uh, the two central midfielders. Um, we'll go. We'll go firstly for number six, Keith Barr. Yeah, um, choosing Keith actually was a bit of a flip of a coin um, for me between him and, and Lewis Barr. Uh, I, I just, I'd, I'd always admired, admired how calm and composed he, he seemed in midfield. Um, and, and for me, what was Bonnie Riggs' loss was was definitely our gain, as as I always thought that he, he brought the control to the midfield that we needed, um, scored a few valuable goals on the way, like free kicks in that, and, um, and he, he, was, he was just really consistent. He did it week in, week out, without putting a hair out of place. Yeah. <laughs> How did he do that? <laughs> um, yeah, that was a tough one to choose, actually, because, you know, Lewis Barr is phenomenal uh, footballer as well. Um, he's gone on to be player of the season at, at Berwick as well. I've, I've not really kind of sort of followed um, how he's done it as such, but I, I can only imagine that he's just kind of sort of romping it uh, there and I'm, I'm chuffed for him. Um, but he made it onto my subs bench. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll uh, move on to his partner, number eight, Sam Jones, who also, you saw the news yesterday that he was leading the club. What's your views on that? Yeah, um, I yeah, I, I, I wish I wish Sam uh, all the, the luck in the, the world. Um, you know, I'm I'm gutted uh, that he's he's decided to move on, but um, I, I know that for him uh, it will have been a tough decision, and uh, and for him the right decision. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll we'll miss Sam, but his departure opens up um, the chance for for someone else to, to step in and, uh, and and take over that spot. You know, it's um, the, the position that Sam kind of, sort of filled. Um, it, it, he was such a good uh, creator and kind of, sort of vision in midfield. The way he sort of kind of drifts about his area um, and he's got that trademark turn of his that I always kind of liked as well and um, you know he's, he's, he's got for 100 appearances uh, for, for Pennycook and, and, and that, that should just alone tell you, tell you everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah come July when his contract ends I'm, I'm sad you know laterally towards the end of last year um, we actually ended up working together for the, the same company in Edinburgh and uh, we wouldn't talk about anything other than football. We used to drive yeah. the boss nuts. Um, uh, but 
the, the boss is a, a Spartans man himself, so I expect he's uh, he'll be happy now. Um, Sam actually always uh, in the office. Sam actually always liked to remind me that he's never lost to Broxburn. Um, <laughs> so daft uh, fact for you to look up. Um, so yeah, good luck, Sam. Um, I, I no longer work for the the company either, but I certainly miss Blethren. Uh, for sure. Yeah, and we'll move on now to your two strikers. Um, we'll go firstly for. Again, probably one of the most nailed on spots in most people's teams is number nine, Johnny Harvey. Yeah, there's there's little that I can say uh, about Johnny that hasn't actually already been said. The the, the guy was a, an absolute uh, goal machine, um, and of course holds that that big record, um, 100 goals. Um, given not even half a chance. Um, Johnny would, he would bury it. Um, you know, Johnny's a Trinent lad, um, and you know, no fan should actually ever forget how much he actually loved playing for Pennycook. Um, and you know, every club wants that top striker, um, uh, and, and Johnny wanted to play for us. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, easily one of the the, the best centre forwards. Um, that the club's ever had. Um, um, further back from 2002, but I'm pretty sure Johnny would um, would fall into like a, an absolute all-time uh, eleven uh, as well as uh, as, a, as a, a 2002 onwards uh, team as well. Um, he's, he's a he's a Pennycook legend. Simple. And his strike partner up front is the the man that's chasing down that one hundred goal record. Yeah, Ben Aaron Somerville. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, he's a, a forward for me who who actually sits right up alongside Johnny Harvey, um, uh, but just quietly gets on with the job, doesn't he? Um, uh, I didn't ever think um, you know, when Johnny was awarded that, that glass award thing um, I, I never at that time thought that, that Johnny's goal record could <laughs> ever be beaten but Sammy is, is very very close now um, uh, I hope he's still got enough in the legs to, to give that 100 goal record a, a run for its money um, he's, you know, Sammy is just He's just so deadly in the um, in the penalty box and just in, in kind of sort of recent, uh, probably just this season really that um, he was kind of getting known for that, um, that, that front post kind yeah. of header and how many goals did he bag from, from that. Um, so, you know, adapting his game, you know, where uh, it's the kind of, sort of years get on and kind of, sort of you don't have the so much pace anymore. It's, it's good to see Aaron adapting and, and doing different things and stuff, you know, and, and still um, getting up to mischief in that box and, and given the uh, defences they run around. So, absolutely, he's, you know, Aaron is, is bang up there with, with Johnny Harvey. Um, and again, every club wants a, a top, top goal scorer. Uh, and um, for us to have 
or have had and, and have two um, in, in Johnny and, and Aaron is, uh, is brilliant. Yeah, I can imagine straight away as well when somebody gets goal 101, he'll be coming to you with the legs comment straight after that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I, I, I hope he gets it. That, that record, records are, are there to, to be beaten. Um, you've got to go for it, Aaron. Honestly, get that 101 and, and get that record. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you've, got to, you've got to do it, man. <laughs> So we've now went through your whole starting eleven, but I think now the sort of big question is: who manages that team for you? Yeah, uh, well, given that he sort of played in it as well, actually, um, my multi-time manager probably comes as no surprise to, to the people that know me. But uh, yeah, Johnny Harvey um, is, is is the manager for me as well. Um, you know, I I firmly believe that. He set the standards for how the team looks and plays now. Um, Johnny came in at a time of it's a relative unrest and um, he changed the mindset of the squad. Um, they, they got fitter, they started holding the ball, um, playing out from the back. I know that drives a lot of the fans that I stand around nuts. Um, but, you know, no more hoofing that ball aimlessly up the park. Uh, for Johnny, a, a pass had to mean something. Um, you know, and, and suddenly there was, there was, uh, there was structure and, and organisation on the park. And um, it, it was just what we needed to, to, to push us on. And um, I think he, he deserves enormous credit for, for where we find ourselves today. And um, I've, I've always... Uh, I've, I've always said that if, if you recruit former players into managerial roles, um, if you have an attacker and a, a goal scorer um, as, as manager, that, that reflects on the type of team that they put together. Um, and you know, it's just a, it's just a view. But that if you have a, a defender as a manager, I, I believe you're you're just naturally or subconsciously. Um, just a more defensive team. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we um, you know, we, we were known across the region as as the team that just took the ball at the park. Um, and when Johnny took over, uh, an attacking mindset was instilled into the team, um, where um, we were more creative and, and less predictable, um, and it became a joy to watch. Uh, I think, firmly believe that. Those foundations that Johnny um, instilled in the, the club, um, that way of thinking has, um, has has carried on right up to uh, today. Yeah, and so the final sort of question I've got for you, I suppose, is um, we've had a manager, we've had a best eleven, but who's been the best captain you've seen for Penny Cook? Yeah, the, um, the this might actually. Um, um, I'm a little unsure actually if this might come as a, a surprise to some but for me it's actually uh, Craig Hume uh, to, to me uh, a captain needs to uh, lead strongly and fairly on the, the pitch and um, Hume has a, a big voice um, and, and for me 
um, he, he always led by example and um, as a fan on the side where we're so close to the, the players um, it, it's often a bit too quiet at times um, but you could always hear Hume sorting this out and sorting that out and or arguing with the referee and and just being a leader, um, as a player, he was, he was very, very good. I uh, didn't make my top 11, um, but in his, his role as, as captain, um, he, he stood right out for me. Um, I, I think that also fitted right in with the, the, the ethos at the time of, of how um, Johnny expected his captain to perform as well. And, um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that if you look back at his time at the Pennycook, you can probably count on, on one hand the, the number of mistakes they actually made. Um, really, really consistent captain. Um, uh, you know, didn't make my top 11, but he was close. <laughs> but I, I love that in a captain. You've got to be vocal and, and sort you know, your team out uh, around you. And uh, for me, Hume did that actually really, really well. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, so I think that brings us almost to the natural end of this. And just like to thank you for coming on and being the first fan to have to be grilled by me. Yeah, no worries. It was, it was fun. Yeah, it just gave me, uh, gave me a, a lot to kind of, sort of think about and, and kind of, sort of chew over. It's good to have a, a chin wag. And um, you know, I'm, I'm missing uh, getting along on, on a Saturday like, like all of us are, you know. And, um, it gets to like a Saturday afternoon where you've just had yeah, another week of same old, same old and, uh, and getting along to, to Pennycook was always a good kind of um, a good sort of kind of release for me in that to you know, get out and support the lads and stuff and I'm, I'm really missing it um, so fingers crossed that you know, we're, it seems like we're kind of, sort of starting to hopefully turn the corner a little bit and a bit of luck, we'll be uh, back supporting the boys again um, soon enough. Really missing Fingers it. Yeah, Fingers and, uh, yeah, and you know, and for me personally, to, to you, Dougie, keep up the keep up the good work, uh, all your camera work, all the stuff you do on social media, and um, especially in a time that we're kind of, sort of going through right now, um, us punters still need to you know, demand to kind of, sort of know still what's going on and stuff, you know, and. Um, and, and you're that kind of outlet for us to, to, to keep us informed as to, to what's going on, you know. And uh, so, brilliant job. No, not a problem at all. And uh, I think that's us. So, thank you. And uh, we'll see you again. And let us know what you think of the podcast. Cheers.